carrying your burden. You've been lost, looking for a home. You've been drifting, something is missing. You should know you are not Come talk to us. Well, uh, let me open this up a prayer and we'll have a time to, to greet one another. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for being able to be in your house with your people today, God. And I just pray, God, that you would just be glorified as we celebrate the fact that uh, these two, two young ladies, Lord, this morning, uh, they are going to make a pub public profession of what they have already done in their hearts through Christ. And I just pray, God, that uh, for Brother Jeff as he's gone and, and that uh, you give him a good time, Lord, away. He doesn't give very much time off. Thank you for the man family. And I just pray, God, also that, uh, that you just help Brother Mike this morning, Lord, as he brings the word. I pray, God, that uh, all of us, Lord, you'd open up our hearts to receive your word. Help us apply it to our lives so we can bring you glory. And we ask all these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.
seat and we'll do our announcements this morning.
And so I don't know if, you, uh, if you've been, I know you hear us every week, we announce freeway. We have a freeway service here every Saturday night, uh, dinner's at 5.30, uh, we have a gospel message at 6 o'clock, and you say, why do we do this? Because this is a way that we are able to fulfill the Great Commission within the local community of Marshfield every single week. In other words, we're being obedient what God's called each one of us to do. And so if you know somebody, right, they don't have to be struggling with addiction. They don't have to be living an immoral life, right? Uh, if, they're, if they don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, right, invite them. Invite them. One thing our church does very, very well is uh, our church knows how to love. And uh, they accept everybody that comes through the door. And uh, that's why I love being here. So Saturday night, every Saturday night, uh, 5.30, uh, and then a 6 o'clock service. If you have any questions you want to serve, uh, please see Mike Simons. Uh, he's always in a position where he could use more help. And so it's just great to even come. And then Wednesday night, uh, we have dinner here at the church at 6 o'clock. We have a, we have a, uh, I, I teach Bible study up here at 645. And so I'm dealing with some hard stuff, some hard truth. Uh, it's a, we've been in the parable of the sower, or the, I call it the parable of the hearts or the parable of the surfaces. Uh, we'll finish it, that up this Wednesday, and, uh, and then who knows where we're going to go from there. But it's a blessing. It's a blessing. So come, uh, come on Wednesday night. Uh, we'll all learn something together. Uh, men's and women's Bible study is tonight at 6 o'clock. And so uh, if you're interested in that, please come. Uh, I know it's a good time with the men. It's a good time with the women. And then also Grief Share is Thursday night uh, here at the church from 6 to 8 p.m., uh, if you're interested, you have any questions about that, please see Stephanie Ragsdale about that. Also, too, um, I'm going to send around this um, sheet here, and it's about, it's, uh, it's about surviving the holidays. It's going to be here at the church Saturday, November 18th uh, from 10 a.m. until noon. And, uh, you know, all of us have lost people, lost people that we love and care about. And, uh, and holiday season is a time that we know that we're able to spend that time with the people we love and care about. And if they're no longer here anymore on this earth, even if, if they're at home with the Lord, right, it can be a difficult season uh, for somebody. So, amen. So, so anyway, if you're interested in that, uh, please, I'm going to send this around. Oops, better send a pen too. And then, uh, yeah, we'll start it over here. Today, today, today is, oh, okay, I'm sorry, it's for books. So today is the last day. So please, if you're interested in that, sign that sheet, talk to Stephanie, or just definitely sign the sheet, the sheet so she can order the books for that event. And then uh, next Sunday, November 26th, we have a business meeting here after the morning service. And then we have a new member class, starts the first week of December. Man, we are doing so much. I love it. And then also, I'm supposed to make an announcement about Freeway. Um, so we have a night of giving. It's in a Freeway auction. I got it on my phone here. Let's see. Um, so if you're interested, it's uh, this Tuesday uh, at Freeway Ministries. Huh? Oh, there it is. Yeah. Right there. Okay. It's going to be... A who knows what's going to happen this morning? So, so, so if you're interested in that, this is a way that Freeway is able to raise money. And 
And, uh, you know, my wife works up there. I've seen some of the things that they're going to be auctioning off. And, uh, and obviously all the proceeds go for a free way to continue the ministry that God has called them to do there in Springfield and all the other freeways around the world. So if you want to be a part of that, it's Tuesday at 7 p.m. Um, if you are interested, you want to sign up for it, this is what you can do. You can text the word FREEWAY to 243725. If you do that, uh, you'll be able to uh, I figure you'll be able to pay to be able to be there. And, uh, and you'll have a seat to set. Uh, you're going to be fed as well while you're there. Also, by doing that, if you do that today, you can go ahead. If you do it, they're going to start auctioning items. No, anybody oh. I knew it. Opening bids start at 7 p.m. You can go online and start bidding tonight, and it closes on Tuesday when the live auction starts. Okay. To do that, you have to have um, register for your seat or table. That's all that. Oh. Is. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, if you got any questions about it, please see my wife Kim. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be a, it'll definitely be a good time, um, and then. We have a Christmas party for, uh, for the women only, which is sort of a bummer for us guys. So it's December 1st at 6 p.m. here at the church. Um, it's $12. I'm, assu I'm assuming there's going to be food. And then also, if you're going to attend, make sure that you bring a $10 gift. And then uh, Wednesday, this Wednesday is women's, uh, women's breakfast at Grillo's at 8.30 a.m. 8.30 a.m. So, if I for anything I forgot, we men's prayer breakfast. This oh, men's prayer breakfast. Men's prayer breakfast every third Saturday. So, which will be this Saturday, November eighteenth. Oh, it's at Grillo's too at eight a.m. So there, Amen. Thank you, Michael. Anybody else? Okay, well, let me, uh, let me pray for our offering. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, we just are grateful to be able to give back to you today, God. We pray, God, that, uh, that the leadership of Crossbridge here, we would be good stewards with everything that you have provided for us. That we'd use this money, Lord, to reach more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's, what, that's why we're here. This is what we're about. I just pray, God, that, uh, that uh, you just bless the people that are, uh, that are cheerful givers, that are wanting to give so we can accomplish this mission that I mentioned. And we ask these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right. Y'all will stay. You know what time it is. We're going to do some mumbo-jumbo worship. <laughs>
the rest that is not in here. Because we're doing how deep? We're doing no definitely how deep the altar cost. Sorry, guys. Computer difficulties. I forgot to refresh. That's my fault. Hey. Boy, and my guitar's out of tune. strings too. It does. So last night we did something fun while I'm tuning my guitar. Um, so I had Marty do a little picking last night, just a little bit of freeway. So it was audience participation, so whenever I got to where I was at a standpoint where he was going to pick a little bit, I'd everybody say, come on, Marty! So let's do that this morning too. What were you talking about picking my nose? Ready? One, two, three. Perfect.
Simon's going to preach to us. No, he's going to do, oh, baptisms. Hey, that's okay. Everyone have a seat. And so, uh, so yeah. So, it's not one of my best days, but I have to admit to you that uh, I was in Rapid City, South Dakota, and I baptized uh, poor Tanya. And, um, and anyway, I baptized her, and then uh, my pastor said, hey, you never asked her if she made her profession in Christ. And so I said, okay, did you make your profession of Christ? And I dunked her again. So just telling you what you... So ladies, ladies, come on up. Come on up. So these two ladies, you know, baptism, what we're doing here today, right, is it's a public profession of what has already happened in these two ladies' hearts, right? And so uh, it's amazing to be able to start a service like this. And, um, and I'm grateful to be able to have the privilege and honor to be able to do it. And if I can get somebody, um, a lady, if I can get a lady to help, um, so when they get, get done getting baptized, they're going to go through that room right there, and they're going to step on concrete. I just need a lady to be able to walk them from that concrete, because they're going to be wet, to take them to the women's room so they can get dressed. So if I have a volunteer to do that, that would be great. So Ms. Trina, why don't you come on in here? It feels so good. I wanted to get in there this morning. So here, here you go. Hold on to me. Take your time. Take your time. All right, come on down there and put your feet down there. We got off lucky today. We're going to go to the creek, but I went down to the creek and there's only two foot of water in it. So, <laughs> so I'm like, that ain't going to work. I'm going to hurt him. So scoot back. Oh, no, wait a minute. You, know, you stay right there. You stay right. I don't want to hit your head. Okay, you grab my arm. All right. And then you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna grab your nose, you said, right? Yep. So what I'm going to do is... <laughs> Is I'm, when I when I pull you back, right? You're gonna put your you're gonna yeah. You do that. I'll take care. Of it. So. His hand. He's gonna grab this arm and he's gonna dunk you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There, there we go. go. See, that's why I'm married right there. So, uh, so Trina, have you professed Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes, I have. Huh? I can't hear you. Yes, I have. Well, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. 
buried with him in baptism, raised to walk in newness of life. Which one's your towel? Okay. Hold on to me. Miss Krisha, come on. Come on down here. So I don't know if you know uh, Krisha or Steven. Steven, raise your hand. Where are you at? There, right there. Steven, here you go. Just take your, take your. Yeah, so they, they came into the church here a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. A few weeks ago, and man, uh, they're getting ready to join this church, join this church body, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for Trina. I'm excited for them. And so, okay, um, Kim, tell me what I do again. Okay. So, so Krisha, have you professed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. All right. I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Buried with baptism, raised to walk in newness of life. Is this from yours? Here you go, sis. And then why don't you hold on to me coming out of this thing because I don't want you to fall. Amen, amen. Man, it's exciting, isn't it? Man, I'll tell you what, what a day, what an amazing day to be in the Lord's house. So, uh, so let me introduce Brother Mike. You know, now, Mike preached last night. He preached a ser- different sermon last night. And he's going to bring a new message today. And if you've ever done any study or you've done any work uh, as far as preparing, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. And so, uh, so come on up, Brother Mike, and I'll switch you out, my friend. Welcome in. Thank you, sir. Good morning, Crossbridge Baptist Church. Family. Don't you love a baptism? Man, I love a baptism. It says in uh, Matthew chapter 7 that wide is the gate that leads to destruction, and many go through it. But narrow is the gate that leads to heaven. So when you see someone get baptized and you see someone stand up and proclaim, I have decided to follow Jesus, it is very exciting. So congratulations, ladies. It was, uh, it's wonderful to see uh, new followers in Christ. Uh, children's Church. Guys can go to Children's Church. The children can go to Children's Church, not you guys. <laughs> So in my morning devotion this morning, I was reading about uh, Jesus, and the, there's two accounts in the Bible where angels came and ministered to Jesus. And so as I was reading this, I was thinking about our pastor this morning, and how he is in the, the deer woods this morning, and he, is, he has spoken how he loves to be out in creation and to see God's creation, and... and uh, and so my prayer for him this morning was that the Holy Spirit would come and, and would minister him to this morning while he was in the woods. And that he would, he would come back to us refreshed and uh, uh, with just a, a revived heart in the Lord from his experience in the Deerwoods this morning. 
And we, we hope that he gets a deer as well. So I don't know if he's got one yet. He hasn't got one yet. And so we're hoping that big buck uh, comes to him this morning. So, so thanks, everybody, for being here. Today is going to be a Veterans Day service. Uh, I have a message that's uh, called the Veterans Day Sermon. If you would bear with me, I have a little bit of reading to do here. But I'm going to tell you about a couple of soldiers uh, that gave their lives for our country and uh, it's going to tie in uh, nicely to how uh, Jesus gave his life for us on the cross. And so, if we could, if you're a veteran, could you please stand so that we could, we could recognize you this morning? Uh, to our veterans here at Crossbridge Baptist Church, we, wanted, we want you to know that we appreciate you. We appreciate your service to this country, and we understand and realize that the reason we are here today and the reason we are able to gather and worship today is because of your sacrifice uh, uh, for our freedom, and so thank you once again. So, let me start here. In 1921, an unknown World War I American soldier was buried in Arlington National Cemetery. This site on a hillside overlooking the Potomac River and the city of Washington, D.C. became the focal point of reverence for America's veterans. As we remember those who died protecting our freedoms, our message today will have a Veterans Day theme. At the same time, we will explore what it means to be a member of the Army of God, Soldiers of the Cross, the freedoms we enjoy today, including the freedom to move from place to place as we wish, the freedom to elect our governing officials, and the freedom to have, the freedom to, have to gather here in this place to worship, these freedoms, are more, were, these freedoms and more were bought with a price. We didn't only look at the, at the recent events in the world to be reminded of the enormity of that price. Every conflict we've ever been in involved involved in, has had its share of casualties, of sons or daughters lost, as well as sons or daughters returning home, sometimes to a hero's welcome. Every once in a while, during those conflicts, something happens. A soldier does something which is so out of the ordinary that Congress acknowledges that person's efforts by awarding them with the Medal of Honor. This award is presented to someone who distinguishes himself by gallantry at the risk of life and beyond the call of duty. The deed performed must have been one of personal bravery or self-sacrifice so conspicuous as to clearly distinguish the individual above his comrades and must have involved risk of life. Two such individuals are George D. Libby and Douglas Albert Monroe, According to the official report on July 20, 1950, near Tehan, Korea, while breaking through an enemy encirclement, the vehicle in which Sergeant Libby was riding approached an enemy roadblock and encountered devastating fire, which disabled the truck, killing or wounding all the passengers except Sergeant Libby. Taking cover in a ditch, he engaged the enemy, and despite the heavy crossfire, the road, he crossed the road twice to administer aid to his wounded comrades. He then held a passing artillery tractor and helped the wounded aboard. 
The enemy directed intense small firearms at the driver, and Sergeant Libby, realizing that no one else could, could operate the vehicle, placed himself between the driver and the enemy, thereby shielding him while he returned fire. During this action, he received several wounds in the arms and body. Continuing through the town, the tractor made frequent stops, and Sergeant Libby helped more wounded aboard. Refusing first aid, he continued to shield the driver and return fire, returned the fire of the enemy when another roadblock was encountered. Sergeant Libby received additional wounds but held his position until he lost consciousness. Sergeant Libby's sustained heroic actions enabled his comrades to reach friendly lines. The Medal of Honor was awarded to Petty Officer Munro. As a result of his actions on September 27, 1942. Again, according to the official report, Munro, in charge of a group of 24 Higgins boats engaged in the evacuation of a battalion of Marines trapped by enemy Japanese forces at Point Cruz, Guadalcanal. After making pre preliminary plans for the evacuation of nearly 500 Marines, Monroe, under constant strapping by enemy machine guns on the island and at great risk of his life, daringly led five of his small craft toward the shore. As he closed the beach, he signaled to the others to land. And then in order to draw the enemy's fire and protect heavily loaded boats, he valiantly placed his craft with its two small guns as a shield between the beachhead and the Japanese. Monroe was instantly killed by enemy fire. But his crew, two of them who were wounded, carried on until the last boat had landed and cleared the beach. By his outstanding leadership, expert planning, and dauntless devotion to duty, he and his courageous comrades undoubtedly saved the lives of many who otherwise would have perished. He gallantly gave his life for his country. There are many, many more such stories, but the picture is clear. These men and those like them put their lives in extreme danger for their fellow soldiers. And in some cases gave their lives in order that others might live. It seems in every war and every battle, almost without exception, such heroic actions occur. Sometimes from individuals you would least expect. I have no doubt that each time in the days and weeks that followed, the recipients of such unselfishness were inspired to fight for their wounded or fallen comrades, perhaps with a greater zeal than ever before. In a small Middle Eastern country nearly 2,000 years ago, that's exactly what happened. A closer look at this hero reveals some strange similarities to the heroes I just described, but also some significant differences. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph, the carpenter, Raised in Nazareth, the scriptures give us little or nothing to go on about his early life other than the familiar Christian story, the visit of the wise man, and the time when he stayed behind at the temple when his parents came to find him. After that, there is a significant jump ahead in time to his adult life and his ministry among both his people, the Jews, and the many Gentiles as well. But really... Who would have expected such heroic action from this man? The prophet Isaiah tells us there was nothing about him physically 
which would have hinted at the possibility of any heroics, not like we would uh, like to picture our heroes. Like so many of our heroes of our present day, he too gave of himself. As Paul writes in Philippians 2, Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. To begin with, like the soldiers I described, the others like them and others like them, Jesus put himself in harm's way. He endured pain and suffering for the benefit of others. In Isaiah 53, we read, Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God and smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought peace upon us and by his wounds we are healed. And he did it willingly, as Isaiah continues. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. And as Matthew records in his gospel, where not once but twice Jesus responded to the pain and suffering he was about to endure with the words, Not my will. Father, but yours be done. And in the case, as in the case of Petty Officer Monroe, Jesus willingly endured this pain and suffering on behalf of his people to the point of death. As Paul continues in that Philippians message, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Or as Paul describes for us in Romans chapter 5, very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us, and while, we were, and while that we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's at this point, however, where our comparison falls short. The men and women of the military put their lives in danger for the sake of their fellow soldiers against other human beings. The battle Christ waged was against something far more powerful and devastating. The ultimate victory was not simply the taking of some important hilltop or body of water, or even one country over another, but one which, which secured our very souls. The victory over the power of the devil and of sin in our lives, and ultimately the victory over death. Thank you, Jesus. In that victory, the sacrifice was made by Jesus Christ, like Douglas Monroe or George Libby, inspired those who witnessed it or heard about it. In his first letter, Peter, one of Jesus' lieutenants, if you will, encouraged his readers with lessons he learned from his commanding officer, Jesus. From 1 Peter 3.15 we read, But in your hearts set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asked you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Later in the letter, Peter's words of caution and encouragement speak to us all when he says, 
Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. And the clearest and most dynamic example of how Christ's life and death and resurrection inspired his people is the fact that we are gathered here today to sing hymns, to hear the word of God read and proclaimed. Offer up our prayers of praise and petition and encourage one another in our faith. Paul reminds us in 2 Corinthians For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And in in his letter to the Ephesians, in chapter 6, Paul paints an even more specific and graphic picture when it describes the armor of God. The belt of truth. The breastplate of righteousness. Our feet are fitted with the gospel of peace. We carry the shield of faith. We have the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. That armor, combined with a life of steady and regular prayer, will indeed protect us from the temptations that come our way and ultimately preserve us for a life of eternal joy in heaven one day. The story is told that one soldier who lived with that confidence, even as he found himself in the heat of battle during the Korean War, one man was hurt badly on the battlefield of Heartbreak Ridge. His buddies were in a foxhole about 50 yards away when the man hit, hit by sniper fire was hit by sniper fire in an ambush. As the fire continued, the other men discussed amongst themselves what to do. But since the sniper fire was too intense to crawl out and bring back their wounded buddy would mean almost certain death. For a while, no one would move. The men in the foxhole could hear their wounded friend yelling for help. Then one of the men in the foxhole began to look intensely at his own watch. He could not keep his eyes off it. And all the others in the foxhole noticed this and began to ask questions But the soldier with the watch remained silent. All of a sudden, the man with the watch jumped out of the foxhole and crawled over to his wounded buddy. He then grabbed him by the nap of the collar and very slowly made his way back to the foxhole. All the while, sniper fire whizzing around. Both amazingly made it back to the foxhole without additional injury. After the sniper fire had died down, the man who saved his buddy was asked why he waited so long to crawl after his wounded friend. To which he responded, My mom said every day at the exact same time she would be praying for me. And according to my watch, I left the foxhole exactly when she started praying. What a great, what a great example of the power of prayer. We may not always receive answers to prayers in such dramatic fashion. And sometimes, even though our prayers may involve physical protection or even the sparing of life, they may seem to go unanswered. But we have God's promise that the ultimate victory in this world 
of the ultimate victory in this world, the one which will guarantee us eternity with him. It's ours through our Lord Jesus Christ. So as we go forth from this place on this Veterans Day, which I know it was yesterday, but on this Veterans Day weekend, let me encourage you to remember those who have served and continue to serve our country by seeking out opportunities to say two simple words. Thank you. Thank them for their commitment to their country and its freedoms. And at the same time, give thanks to God also for Jesus Christ and his willingness to serve. His commitment to our spiritual freedom and our eternal salvation. And then be confident in your daily faith battles. Knowing that you are equipped by God to be that faithful warrior that makes a difference in the world around you. In Jesus' name, amen. So the worship team can come forward. These altars are open this morning. If you need to come forward, maybe, maybe today is the day that you need to give your life to Jesus Christ. Maybe you just need to come forward and, and get right with God or come forward and, and just thank Him for His grace and His mercy. You can come forward. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity to come and, and just to share your word today, Lord. We thank you for the veterans, Lord, for those who gave their lives so that we could have freedom, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross, Lord, so that we could have freedom from sin and spend eternity with you, Lord. So we thank you so much, Lord. We want to thank you for our pastor today, Lord. We're just praying that he has just a blessed and wonderful day in your, your creation today. We want him to be refreshed and renewed and restored when he comes back to us, Lord. So, Lord, we just love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. How deep the Father's love for us
Thanks, everybody, for showing up this morning. I was uh, not expecting quite the crowd this morning with it being deer season, but, but it's a beautiful crowd this morning. And, and, uh, and so uh, this morning or last night, I, I had, was talking to my wife, and, and uh, I told her, I said, today I'm going to wear a tie, my black shirt. I'm going to wear my suit coat. And, and she reminded me of something that John Stroop said. She said, uh, John Stroop said, I always watch when I go somewhere to preach, I always watch to see what the pastor wears. And so, I wore what the pastor wears. And so, <laughs> hey, Paul says, mimic those who are in Christ Jesus, right? Okay, so thank you once again, everybody, for being here. And, and, and thank you once again for uh, the veterans that are here, and, and thank you for uh, just allowing us to be here this morning. We, we truly, truly appreciate it. And so, uh, as we leave here today, uh, find, you, find you a veteran and, and say thank you. We're dismissed. Thank <laughs> you.